0: Hi there, my name is Lindy van and welcome to the Be Known Podcast. If you are feeling stuck and craving more from your life, then you are at the right place. If you have kids running around like I have and never find time for yourself, you are at the right place. If you want to change your life and build a side business to call your own, you are at the right place. Grab a cup of coffee and join me. I'm also a busy mom, so I promise to keep things short and sweet. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another exciting Be Known Podcast interview. Today, I'm talking to Sarah Torpe. She's a business coach with 20 years of experience working with both business owners and educators. She works one-on-one with business owners to help them create a thriving, profitable business through simplicity, smart systems, and leveraging everything that is already working to create even more growth. Sarah is a multiple business owner, a teacher, a mom, and a wife. She is fueled by learning, sunshine, teaching, ice cream, and helping clients to create their dream business. Welcome, Sarah. I am so excited to welcome you today. I'm so excited to be here. That's, I love. I love <laughs> doing things like this. Thank you for having me. It's absolutely a pleasure. And you know what, one of the things that made me even more excited for this interview was when I read the bio and I saw ice cream, because that's definitely one of my favorite things. And I have made sure that the whole family is now on board as well. So
1: everyone is big ice cream lovers yep we that's uh it is what we refer to here as the food of disaster like if anything any teeny (laughs) tiny thing goes wrong it's like a reason to have ice cream for dinner
0: (laughs) that is so funny we actually have something very similar but on a different side so if we have to celebrate something or someone gets an award at school or it's a new job or a new car we have to celebrate with ice cream so then we go and we buy ice cream and we actually had soft serve truck at our wedding so we are big ice cream lovers
1: so i completely yeah. well, you agree we use with it you. for celebration also it's still it's all the things like there's no exactly. reason not to <laughs> there's,
0: there's no reason not to have ice cream so really so so let's kind of get back to what the interview is is a bit more about and that's i don't want to say a bit more serious but also the fun topic um, so tell the audience a little bit more about Torpy Coaching, because I know when I first spoke to you, you spoke about how passionate you are about coaching and teachers and helping them create businesses, and I would love to know more about that.
1: Cool. Or we could talk about ice cream the whole time. <laughs> um, so That also sounds good. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, the best part, but yeah, for, for slightly more serious than that, I work as a business coach, but my career started in the classroom. And so I have come on this very strange winding path from the teaching world to the business world. And along the way, I have made all the mistakes and done all the things. And so now what I do is I primarily work with People who were teachers or people who are teaching through their business, like trying to bring something from their hearts to teach it to the whole world in their business as a business owner and to help them see that the skills they have as a teacher are 100 million percent relevant to their work as a business owner. Like I said to somebody again yesterday, I used to sell algebra to middle schoolers. If I can sell algebra to middle schoolers, I can basically sell anything to anyone. And so what I do as a coach is I help people take the things they already do super well and not discount them because we're all super good at being like, yeah, but everybody can do that. No, everybody can't do that. (laughs) You're really good at what you're good at. And leverage those things into something they really love. Because so often people leave teaching because they've been banging their head into the system. And then they go start a business and bang their head into that and feel like it has to be so hard and miserable for it to work. And that's just not true. It doesn't have to be miserable. And so it should be fun. It can be fun. And I want them to be able to pull all of the things they already have. Thank God I get to do video and like hand gesture. Yay, podcast. <laughs> um, pull all of the things they already have and are good at into making those things work for them as a business owner. That's brilliant. I um, am a lecturer as well and I
0: completely share your passion for that teaching as well. And I've definitely found that teachers go into that industry because they are passionate about teaching. So I have found that teachers and people in that area are one of the most passionate people, some of the most passionate people in the world. And it is so important that we help them succeed in other areas as well, because I have found, and tell me if you found this as well, that a lot of people in the teaching industry feel like, because I love it, I can't charge for it because I am doing this for the good of others. I cannot charge money for it. Have you experienced that as well?
1: Oh, yes. I have done that myself. I mean, good gravy. So for sure, here's the thing that happens with people that go into teaching on some level is no one got up and thought, I'm going to be a teacher for the money. Like, that's not why anyone goes into teaching. It's just simply not. And so then when you go into business and you think like, okay, this is a new way for me to share what I'm great at and do a lot of good for people, you sort of carry, teachers tend to then still carry that expectation of no money with them. And it's really, so combine that with the like new business owner discomfort of like actually asking for money. And it's not awesome together. They tend to be, um, there tends to be a lot of free stuff going on. I actually had a client a couple of months ago say to me that when she was initially pitching her business to colleagues and to friends, they were like, well, good luck with that. If you're not going to charge anybody, that's not a business, it's a mission. So Mm. You know, it is a big part of what I do with clients because my background is math, um, which makes me scary as a teacher, but I promise I'm not scary. (laughs) But it does help me to help people make sense of numbers and value and sort of start to quantify the good they're doing in a way that works for them and also for the people they want to work with. Because honestly, everyone does their best work when they're invested. And taking, Mm. you know, to know that if you're not charging people, you're doing them a disservice because you're not asking for their full investment and you're not giving them your full investment if they're not paying you is a big deal. It's a really big deal.
0: And I've also found that when people either do not charge or when they charge less, They aren't being compensated accordingly for their value. So over the long term, you feel like if I do 10 hours of work for minimum pay, will you be delivering the same amount of value to the next client? Because people do their best work when they're feeling valued and appreciated. And I have found that people forget that that is applicable to you as well. So you need to make sure that you yourself are also valued and appreciated. And the only way that you do that with your own business is making sure that you get paid. Um,
1: Well, and I know there are teachers who have said to me, well, but I would do this for free forever. Like, yes, you would, but you would be frustrated at a certain point. Like, yes, absolutely. You can love it so much that you are willing to do it for free like that but your work gets better. Just like as a teacher in a school building, if you had a leadership team that was really supportive and acknowledged what you contributed and all of those things, you did better work. That's how it works. If you have a boss that's really supportive and hears you and really dialed into you and who you are and what you need and your value, everything gets better. And the same is true as a business owner. Like I, it's fair for me And also safe. That was one of the things I had to learn early on, that it's safe to make money as a business owner. Like it's not, nobody's going to think less of me because I charge money. Nobody's going to think less of you that you charge money. They actually want to pay you. People feel better when they can give you what you're worth. Yeah.
0: There's two ways that I want to respond to that. So the first way I want to also kind of respond to is when people pay you, they also get a sense of value from it. So when you pay, you value what you're getting, if you're getting stuff. And and a lot of us have done this. We go online, we fill in this document, we give our email address, and we get this ebook course whatever it is for free but how many of us have actually moved forward and read through the whole document or implemented everything that we got for free so we might get this massive amount of value for free but will we really implement it when it's free or will we really value it when we have to pay for it and then say to ourselves well I've paid for this now I have to work hard at making this a success and really yes. getting as much value from it as possible. Um, so that's kind of the one side that I want to um, respond to. But also the other side of you saying that it is safe for you to, um, to get paid well or to ask for money. Um, where, do you f- where do you think that comes from? Do you feel like it's a sense of am I enough? Or a sense of um, head versus heart,
1: or kind of this imposter syndrome that's maybe creeping in. You know, it's funny. I think you know, and I can only speak from me and I, my subset of clients. But I know for me, it was it was knowing it's head versus heart for sure. It's like logically, yes, I know people should pay me, but like really do they want to so there's a little bit of like am I enough but also it's you know what will people think of me I think that so many of the choices that people make in business that are maybe not the uh the most optimal choices go back to choices we make because we think people will think x like we're trying to think other people's thoughts ahead of time so that we can avoid some sort of judgment on their behalf. Like if I come out of teaching and then I ask people to pay X amount of money for my expertise, you know, people will think that I'm just trying to X, Y, or Z. And it's like, well, no, actually, the people that want to work with me, that want to work with you think like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. This is such a help. It's safe because they value you you value them and you're exactly right. When it's free, like, do you actually use all those things? No, but when you invest, I the last program I invested in was not $10. It was, it was a fair amount of money. And the entire time I was in there, all I could think was, I'm gonna get every single cent of value out of this. Like I was very busy learning my tail off so that I knew i would get what i came for and it's all of that together that like really willing being willing to do the work combined with knowing that the people who want to work with you and that's what you get to do in business you don't have to teach algebra to the 13 year old that doesn't want to talk to you you get to work with the people who want to work with you who think happy thoughts about paying you like that's the best part (laughs)
0: yeah and if they if if they're most probably at that point where they're talking to you about business it's because they're really interested it's Mm -hmm. not because they just want to talk to you it is they are genuinely interested um so i want to rewind a little bit because i'm absolutely fascinated about being about you being a teacher and being in the coaching world how did you get into coaching um, because that's not a, a, a normal transition going from teacher to coaching necessarily. I think there's a lot of transferable skills, but how did, how did you get into coaching?
1: Uh, the long way. <laughs> um, so I actually was a classroom teacher and then I worked in a school district that was part of a National Science Foundation grant in the U.S., years ago that started a program hiring teacher coaches where teachers in school buildings acted as coaches for other teachers and so I was a part of that program as a like middle grades teacher like 13 kids like 11 to 15 and we got A wicked amount of training from people all over the world it was crazy because we were sort of at the front end of that and we were it was this very it was insane but they taught us all of these different tools for coaching people and helping them become better teachers in a classroom and in learning how to like interact with people without telling them what to do with other adults which is which is a thing right that people have to learn and then we moved, Um, my husband's job moved us out of that area. So I went into corporate for a little while and ended up coaching salespeople because coaching and teaching, for me, what I realized eventually is coaching is really, I think of it as the highest form of teaching. Like coaching is the best possible version of teaching where you are shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow, in it together, listening, asking, critically thinking, having like a real human conversation and sort of poking people along to their own conclusions. Like that's the best form of learning out there. And so eventually I left corporate because it wasn't the right place for me. So I could go back to teaching and coaching continued to follow me as I've started my first business and other people started asking for help. You know that happens to teachers, right? Where people are like, hey, I know you how how to speak to me about how to do this. So like how'd you do that? And finally I had a friend look at me and go, you know that's a coaching business, right? Do you know this thing that you're doing is a business. And I was like, oh Hi, oops. So, you know, it's funny, but my husband jokes that coaching follows me like a puppy dog. And sometimes I, (laughs) for a while, I was like, yeah, 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 you're over there, dog. It's okay. And then eventually it was like, oh, you're following me. Got it. This is the thing I meant to be doing.
0: Yeah that's fascinating and I feel like a lot of other people are there as well but they don't necessarily want to acknowledge this puppy dog following them so they just keep kind of having this um head in sand mentality like no there's no dog there's no dog but subconsciously they know that that there's that something that draws them that pulls them in um how did you make that, that small transition? What was the type of feelings or fears that you experienced when making that transition and saying, okay, coaching is something that I'm gonna pursue?
1: I think coaching as a business, um, <laughs> I had, it was something that happened over a summer where like I started thinking about it And then I started like talking to this one person at a time about it. And everybody kind of just looked at me like, uh, duh. And it was (laughs) like, oh, oh, well, okay. And then I, you know, I think what I was afraid of, I think I, at the start of a business, everybody's afraid of the same things. Like Mm -hmm. we think we are the only ones to have ever had these fears, but we're actually not. We're all, we all the same ones and they all look the same. It's kind of fascinating. Actually, it's the most interesting thing, but I was afraid that I wouldn't know what to say, that people would come to me in a place that I wouldn't be able to help them effectively, that I didn't know what I was doing, right? Like that, or that people would think I was not qualified. And we all have those thoughts when we start a business. Like this is normal. This is- I know the people
0: listening to the podcast can't see my face, but I'm smiling from ear to ear because I can resonate with that so much. Like that, that also that imposter syndrome creeping him like, who am I to do this? I don't, I don't have enough knowledge. There's people out there with a lot more experience than I have. Um, who am I to do this?
1: Yes. And I think, so for me, it started there, but I have, so when I started coaching teachers, I was 25 and I had been in classrooms. I'd been teaching on lots of levels for a long time, but I had had my own classroom for five years at that point. And my job as a teacher coach was to walk into the classrooms of people who had been there 30 years mm-hmm. and find a way to help them. And so I early on had this very interesting experience of having requ- being required to help people who were a lot further along than I was and figure out how that worked. And so as a business owner, I all I thought initially, and I thought this all the time, was like, I figured out how to show up and be useful in that school setting now I'm like 20 years older, not quite 20 years older, of course I'm going to be able to figure this out. Like they didn't think I was a fraud then and I'm not now and I have plenty to offer. Like the thing that's up on my board is it just says, go be useful today. And if I can always come back to like, well but I can be useful to one person in one way today, that's Mm -hmm. enough. And so as a business owner, as a coach, that's enough. I feel
0: like that's such a valuable saying as well for the audience, knowing that most of them is at that very early and beginning stages. So that's why I also wanted to touch on that transition and that fear in the beginning, because I remember feeling that. And I know that a lot of our listeners will be listening and thinking, well, that's exactly where I am. I don't, um, I'm not at a point where I, Feel like I can start this because I have all of these self doubt thoughts in my head. Um, what is something that you can maybe suggest to someone in that position, or something that you wish you could say to yourself when you were in that position?
1: I, you know, the thing that I find most useful, and this is all this is both terrifying and useful at the same time, I think, is that we all have examples in life of times where we like thought really hard about something and should I or shouldn't I or should I or shouldn't I or should I ask that person that question and what are they going to say and going like 16,000 rounds around it in our head and then we finally did it and we were like, oh, that was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, truly, so much of life is like that. Starting a business is the same. So there is no... um there is no substitute for just like stepping off the ledge, (laughs) so to speak. Like there just isn't. Mm -hmm. And I think eight times out of 10, you find on the other side of the ledge, there's like this big giant pillow and you fall in it and you're like, oh, well, this was lovely. I enjoyed this so much. And, you know, nobody's successful hundred percent of the time. That's the other thing. Like I think about baseball here in the U S and the guys that get paid the most money bat like 400, which means they hit four out of 10. They get millions of dollars to hit four out of 10. And somehow I have to hit 10 out of 10 all the time. Yeah. Like that seems insane. So we have, we have crazy to crazy ex- expectations for ourselves. Yes. And so, you know, knowing that there are straight millionaires playing sports for not even doing half the time. And thinking like, okay, well, if I hit, if I batted 500, if half the things I try work, it's going to be great. Yeah. That's and enough. I, for some reason, I've seen that more
0: in the females that I've worked with than the males. Um, and I don't know where that comes from. And this is complete speculation. Um, but I've also seen that a lot of the times they're just encouraged to just try But a lot of the times girls are like, no, you'll, you'll get hurt. Like, hold on, think this through. And that makes us good in certain aspects. But some of the times for business, we need to override that system and just say, do you know what? If you fall down, that's okay. Get back up and try again. Um, And if you, like you say, only succeed 50% of the time, that's good. You're still moving forward. That's 50 times more than you had before.
1: Well, and if you try 10 things and it's like science, if you were a scientist and you tried 10 things and five of them worked, your bosses would be having a party. Like that's what science is when you're doing lab experiments. So it's managing standards and expectations for yourself, but also knowing like, yeah, you fall down. Like I was joking with a colleague the other day, you don't learn to ride a bike by watching videos about riding a bike and looking at pictures of riding a bike mm-hmm. and like watching other people ride the bike. Eventually you have to get that's on the bike awesome. and you fall off the bike. Like what was the first thing you did the first time you got on a bike? You bit it. Like mm-hmm. that's what happens. You scrape your hands, you scrape your knees and then you think like, "Man, I'm not going to let that bike beat me. I am going to figure this out." And you bring some of your women are you know we hesitate but once we decide we're stubborn in the best possible way <laughs> and i have to bring my internal like oh hell no you're not going to beat me and i'm going to get this and then magical things happen because i'm determined um my the nice word is determined my internal word is stubborn so i'm
0: st- <laughs>
1: stubborn i'm not giving up we're going away forget that
0: i love that magical things happen because i'm determined mm. it's um and especially dealing with all of those feelings, like you need to have something that keeps you stubborn, that keeps you determined because all of those feelings that keep arise uh, rising up, um, especially for new business owners, like, am I enough? Will this work? Sometimes you just need to get on the bike and just try it in any way.
1: Well, and the thing I think all the time, and this is something I tell like everyone on earth, including my children who are tired of me, um, (laughs) is that, like there's nothing wrong with all the feelings. Like we have all the feelings, you have fear, you have doubt, you have certainty, you have confidence, you have connected, you have curious, you have all of them there, we all have them all the time. None of them are Uh, wrong.
0: Exactly, I'd love for you to also bring in the school bus analogy that you've spoken to me about because I feel like that was absolutely so simplistic but it made such an impact on me. So I'd love for you to use the school bus analogy as well when talking about all the feelings.
1: Yes, so the way I think about this, (laughs) and I like to think in pictures, so you're sort of stuck with me, (laughs) is I think that I imagine a school bus in my head and I imagine all of the feelings are on the school bus. Like you can't, they're all on there, they're all on there all the time. Fear and worry and, like panic, they're all on the bus. My job is to pick the driver. So I have to think to myself like, oh, who's driving the bus? Because fear is a crappy driver. Like he drives like a lunatic. Like it's just, it's not okay. And worry is a terrible driver. And if you've ever driven with like an anxious driver, you know, it's it's terrifying. (laughs) But confidence is an excellent driver. And so is kindness and so is certainty. There are lots of things. And so I think to myself all the time, like, okay, wait, who's driving the bus here? Because I get to decide that. I get to be like, oh, hey, doubt, like you've you've been there a minute. You don't get to be here all day, but they're all still on the bus. You can't just only feel good things. That's not normal. <laughs> like that's, that's not healthy either. So they're all a part of it. It's normal to have doubt. And we think we're doing it wrong when we're not sure, but that's not, you know, I have a really good friend who says we only have to be 51% anything. And there's something magic about that. Like, I don't have to be a hundred percent certain. All I need is 51%. Like that's kind of cool. You just need to beat the lowest
0: number and just, just get to that next step. You just need enough confidence to get you to that next step. Yes. You don't need to be certain about everything. You don't need to be certain about your whole life's path. You just need to be certain about the one and next step that you can take that might take you in the right direction.
1: Um, well, and it's never like, there is no hundred percent anything, right? Yeah. So we expect it to be a hundred percent, but that's not actually how anything works. And if you thought about it for a friend, if you had a friend come to you and they said, well, but I don't feel a hundred percent confident all the time. You'd be like, well, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, Who does? <laughs> and then with ourselves, we're like, oh crap, I'm a failure. I don't feel a hundred percent confident all the time. Mm-hmm. And we don't hear ourselves, we but don't. our friends are like slapping us silly. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. who, what, who, no, of course not. That's not normal. <laughs>
0: You talking about the school bus analogy reminds me of a saying, and I'm not 100% sure who said this, but the best thing that you can do um, is the the best step that you can take is the right step. The second best step that you can take is the wrong step. Yeah. the worst step that you can take is no step at all. And that also reminds, brings me back to kind of the school bus analogy. The best route that you can take is the right route, but the wrong, the second best route that you can take is the wrong route, but the worst route that you can take is not doing anything and not let anyone drive the bus because you're not getting anywhere. The bus isn't moving. So you just need to keep moving forward. If it's the wrong route, then let's turn around, make a U-turn and then get back onto the right path. But You just need to keep moving forward.
1: Well, and one of the things I tell students more than clients, but applies here, Mm -hmm. right? Is I don't actually care that you're right the first time. I don't really actually care that you're right the 10th time. I care that there was a first time and a 10th time. Like there is no stupid question. The only really stupid question is the one you didn't ask because you have to be willing to like put your Mm -hmm. toe in the pool and pick up your pencil you that's I can't start for you
0: without asking the question you'll never know whether you're right or wrong you'll just be sitting there wondering what if I was right or what if I was wrong you never get to the answer
1: well and and the only guaranteed no in life is the one you didn't ask for
0: exactly exactly and what's the worst that really can happen like you get it wrong and then you try again that's okay. You're moving forward with experience, um, not with a failure, but with experience from what went wrong.
1: That's a game I play with clients all the time too. Like, they'll be like, well, but I can't because and I'm like, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen? Like, really tell me truly like follow that Mm -hmm. thought all the way through. What's the worst thing? And like nine times out of 10, it's like, well, people will think I am Mm -hmm. Okay and probably there are already people that think that (laughs) do you care (laughs) and then it's like oh well actually that's not a big deal okay so often we're like worried about this non-specified goopy thing and when we're like oh the worst thing would be oh actually i don't care then we can keep kind of overriding the system Mm -hmm. so let's do a quick reboot
0: and see what happens but maybe that error wasn't as bad as it seems no, um, it's maybe just stopping the whole system from
1: moving forward. <laughs> it is what I, I have a client that makes fun of me because I think my default, like answer to things like that is like, nobody died where everybody's okay. Like all of our limbs are still attached. Everybody's still here. We're okay. We're okay. And that's okay. then we're okay. Yeah. I want to ask you um
0: a few questions a little bit more in the direction of Um, the audience and where they are at the stage. If there's anyone that wants to get into coaching or someone that is a teacher um, but they're not feeling fulfilled or they want to move into having their own business, what kind of advice would you give them?
1: I would say for me, one of the most helpful things that I did at the start was to, in um, a teachers love a good chart, um, but one of the things I did was think about three things. I thought about what I needed out of a business or out of whatever I was doing, what I love to do, and what I'm good at. Because I think what you love to do and what you good at are what you're good at are not always the same thing, right? Yeah. And so I think for people thinking about moving into coaching, moving out of teaching into business, it's like, okay, what do you love to do? Who do you love to help? What when somebody comes to you, where when do you go like, ooh, this will be fun? (laughs) And what what is that? And Is that the same kind of stuff that people come to you for time and time again because you're really good at it? Odds are yes, because that's why they come to you time and time again, because you geek out over it. And so from there, it's like, okay, I know what I really love and why people come to me. Now, how do I build something out of that? You know, what does it look like? How do I start? In in most of the time, the thing to start with is to actually just talk to other humans about it. Like, really, I've built an entire business on talking to humans about what I do. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do today? I'm gonna talk to more people. Like, that's literally my entire business model. <laughs> that's it. And go talk to people, ask them questions, be nosy, be curious, and and see what they say. And then all of a sudden, one day, people, somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, I want to work with you." You'll be like, Oh God. Okay. Like, and, and it will just go, just talk to humans. Yeah. And I think people tend to
0: do that very naturally, but when they put a business hat on it, for some reason, they're like, no, I can't just talk to anyone about this. Like, well, you have been doing that for quite some time. You just never called it a business you never called it something formal like coaching or having your own business or going in another direction. But just that is the key, it seems, to a lot of business success and clarity when you don't know what to do. Go back to what it is that you love to do, what you're good at, and talk to
1: other humans and find out where that gap is. Well, and I'm sure you've heard people say this, but I'll say to them, well, like, how are you talking to people? And they'll be like, well, but I don't have a website. I don't care. Like immaterial, like doesn't matter. And it's like, I don't have a business page or I haven't named my business yet. None of those things matter because actually the person on the other side doesn't give a crap. If you can help them, they want your help. That's all that matters to them. They don't care if your logo is pretty they don't care and none of it matters. Like literally none of it. (laughs) It'll matter eventually a little, but not certainly not at the start.
0: And people tend to over-engineer that first part. Like if I get the logo perfect, people will follow. If I get the branding colors perfect, people will follow if i have the perfect website then people will follow and sometimes that's just a procrastinate like i don't want to say procrastinate learning because that's a completely different ball game as well if i just do this one course then i'll know how to grow my business <laughs> yeah um and i've been there myself as well Amen. and i've been i've been there with the website as well like i need to have the perfect website and it's funny that you mentioned about talking to people and that that's the biggest thing because I have felt more connected with my business doing podcasts and talking to actual humans than having my website up for the last five years. Yes, like, There's no communication there. There's no personal um, element. And that's still what we need as humans. We're looking for that personal connection.
1: Well, and if you... The thing it comes down to really is like me as a human, if you have something that I know you can help me to do that I need, I really don't even begin to care whether your logo is pretty or any of those things. It just doesn't matter if you're solving my problem. I really, it's not what it's about. It's about humans talking to humans. And I talk to humans all day, but like, that's the best part. Do I like
0: you? Do I trust you?
1: mm-hmm is well and connection. is that other human gonna keep showing up like do you do you feel like they get you do you feel like you can have a conversation and be heard like, all that stuff matters way way more than the business plan and somebody the other day said to me well i don't have a business plan yet okay cool great yeah. like I, again i don't care because your business plan is old the minute you wrote it down, anyways. <laughs> like it's going to change every two months remember when your kids were babies if you have kids and every two months you were like oh god nothing they own fits anymore that's the same thing like your business plan you will outgrow six weeks from now so yes framework is great but like set in stone is not a thing it's just gonna hold you back
0: yeah i think that was because i also spoke to someone a while ago about starting a new business and someone was mentioning about a business plan I was like I'm really sorry but I don't agree that you need a business plan and pay so much money to have someone create this business plan for you even before you've made one single dollar because that is ever-changing that is something that you don't necessarily know yet and that's something that's still going to be constant change and i think that was the business plans was something that was really important um in the old days where you had to go to the bank and get a loan because you had to have a formal business they wanted to see a structure and what's your plan but i don't i don't know that I, i Have ever asked anyone that I've worked with or paid a lot of money to to see, can I see your business plan or just get an idea of where your business will be in 10 years before I choose to work with you? Um, Well, and
1: I think, you know, there are cases where you need a plan like that. Like if you're going to have a brick and mortar business with inventory, with like you're going to, or you're asking for funding or that kind of thing, but if you're building a coaching business, if you're building a service where you're not creating a lot of stuff and you're not holding it somewhere, and even if you are, yeah. it you really, the joy of the digital world is you can go focus on talking to people and let that refine everything mm-hmm. as you go. Like It is okay to get better at it as you go. I
0: absolutely love that. I love that. And I I feel like a lot of people out there need to hear that. It's okay to grow and it's okay to get better as you go. Mm. Um, You don't have to be perfect. There is no thing such as perfect because against what are we measuring perfect? Where's the criteria to know that I'm being perfect right now? Um, So just go back to one step at a time.
1: Well, and I know for me, and I know for many of my teacher colleagues, like, there's nothing a teacher likes better than a plan. Like, there is nothing. (laughs) And so I encourage people all the time to actually just plan two steps. Sometimes I think people, you get them to one step and they're like, well, but I don't know what's after that. And it, like, freaks people out a little bit. And okay, if that, if just knowing what the next step is just isn't quite enough for you, it's like knowing... Like when you drive, my husband, when he drives places, his sense of direction is not hot. (laughs) He always needs to know what the next turn after this one is going to be because it helps him to like motor plan, I think. And some people need two steps, but you don't need 10 Mm -hmm. because when you get to step six, it's going to be different than what you think it is, anyways. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. even if you just need two, you don't know about. Yeah, don't go too far. Don't get all crazy. Like, if I recited the next six steps out loud to him, he'd be like, ah, ah, ah two. But mm-hmm. sometimes you you might need more than one. If you're freaking out by just knowing one, give yourself two. That might help because sometimes you just need a slightly bigger window. Yeah. And that's enough, especially if you're someone that like has been taught professionally to be a planner, like months in advance, like teachers are where they're like, well, what's your curriculum for the year? And what are you doing on the 16th of next month? (laughs) And you can tell them for the most part, Mm -hmm. like you have a pacing guide and all this structure to go into business and people are like, decide to do whatever you want. You're like, ah, what's happening here. There's no bells. There's no rules. I get to do everything myself. It's almost too much freedom sometimes so like thinking in two or three step chunks can be really useful I feel like that's a really good way to kind of stop
0: because I don't want to give any more information because I feel like any new business owner need to start right yes like there's nothing else to do like remember to manage all of the feelings all of the feeling bus feelings and remember two steps is enough Yes. Like just sit down, grab a piece of paper or write it on your phone, uh, type it on your phone and just watch your next two steps and focus on that. Nothing yes. else.
1: Nothing else. That's it. And, and if it doesn't work, it's okay. You didn't die. We're all good. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> you didn't die. <laughs> that all the time people are like oh boy what's it's truth <laughs> it's truth
0: it really is truth Sarah thank you so much for spending the evening with me I I know it's daytime for you so evening for me but thank you so much um I really do appreciate it and if anyone in the audience wants to get in touch with you how can they get in touch with you or if they want to maybe work with you how can they get a hold of you
1: yeah. Well, first, thank you for this. This is super fun. and I'm super glad to get to chat and share and just like have this conversation. Um, they can find me a bunch of places. They can go to my website, which is torpecoaching.com um, and find out all the things me. They also can come to visit with me on Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook group and a podcast. Both are called Teachers in Business. And then like LinkedIn is my happy place so they can come find me there too if they want. But as as we, you and I were talking about before the show, I'm not, I'm not Instagram. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just not my jam. And
0: again, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Each to his own. And that's okay. Stick to what you're good at yep. and what you enjoy. Um, so that's brilliant for, and for anyone that's listening, I will be linking Sarah's website and her Facebook group in the description. So please make sure to go click on that. And if you want to get a hold of her or even just want a little bit more information or just want to chat, make sure to reach out either to Sarah or to myself. And we're always happy to share more information on the topic or help you clarify that two next steps.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen. Perfect. Yes, exactly. Totally.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Sarah. I hope you have a lovely day and then we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and staying till the very end. I really hope you enjoyed it. To get a free virtual coffee session with me, give me some feedback. Write a review, take a screenshot, tag me and send it to me. I will email you a link to book your session. Subscribe to my podcast if you want to hear more and see you in the next episode.